be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show today Florian Schlosser, who I had the privilege and pleasure to meet at the Science and Non-Duality Conference in San Rafael a few weeks ago. And I went to one of the sessions that Florian was leading and felt absolutely and totally familiar and at home with what he was saying and also with the vibrational frequency that was achieved uh, in his short class. And I knew immediately that I wanted Florian to come and talk to us on our show about his insight and wisdom. So, Florian, welcome to today's show. Uh, Peter, uh, thank you very much for welcoming me so sweetly. I'm happy to be on your show, sitting in Spain, far away from America, uh, just uh, 9 o'clock tonight, and um, happy to spend an hour together with you. I guess it's a little bit warmer down in uh, Spain, isn't it, Florian? Yeah, well, uh, I just uh, returned from the UK. I had a retreat there, and it's sunny during the daytime, but... Uh, during the nights, the temperatures are dropping these, uh, uh, in this season here, so we've, we're heating the fireplace and making ourselves comfortable, my wife and me. Thank Beautiful. you. Lovely. Yes. Beautiful. So, Florian, just give us a little bit of uh, your background. I'm all, our listeners are always interested to know a little bit about how the awakening process has, has worked for the guests who come on the show who, who have reached that, that point of awakening already. So just tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. Um, you know, normally I, I, I wouldn't uh, uh, be so familiar with uh, telling my story. So I was, when you were preparing for the interview, I was thinking about how can I start? And the easy way is, uh, I mean, that is that I grew up in a family in Germany uh, of, luckily I was growing up in a family of abundance. And very early in my childhood, uh, there was a very clear recognition that in spite of all the material abundance, there was something missing that I would always have called connection. So I felt like my family around me was in a way um, 
not really able to connect with each other, which became much clearer after all those years traveling around the world looking for what people call enlightenment and oneness and like this genuine feeling of connection. So I spent my, my youth and my uh, years of being a student in that environment and uh, the first uh, way of myself trying to connect with a deeper sense of who I am was through music. I was actually a passionate musician for many years, and I thought this is going to be uh, my life, uh, dedicating myself to music and to to feel myself deeper. And it was actually in these years, it was a kind of um, means to connect me with some deeper sense of being able to savor and drink life and feel more of life. But I could notice when I was ending my 20s that that this was still shallow so and uh, that it would not really satisfy me on the long run. And in, beside this, I started to be interested in spirituality and Western psychology, trying to figure out what's going on in me. And none, none of this actually really gave me profound answers. And through a friend of mine in Germany who invited me to a weekend program I, uh, that I uh, attended, I started to really have a first insight into what people would call the inner world that was independent of outside stimulation. And that was quite stunning for me and quite, it was like the first moment of waking up to another reality. And when I got out of this weekend workshop, which was actually not so particular and so special, but it was something I was never really drawn to, I was clear that um, this is uh, something that I really would like to give more interest in my life. So I had my job these days and all my money and all the rest of it, what a young man in Germany does. And um, But I had the same difficulties that I had already during, that I've shared b b with you before, that I could see that my family had. I, I was... I had many difficulties to really connect with people. So I had a good life. I had everything I wanted. But the way I was with other people, the way they could feel me and the way I was capable to really hook up with them was quite limited. And I, I didn't pay much attention to this because I thought, well, this is just the way it is. So I started to become more interested in in uh, exploring my insight. And eventually, through a recommendation of a friend, I... Um, after a, uh, a very dear relationship broke down in my life, I decided to uh, renounce the world, and it was a pretty radical step. I went to a monastery, and I became a monk. So I left all uh, mundane life behind me, and I became a monk. I went to India and um, became a monk and meditated and did all this Eastern uh, kind of spiritual practices that were introduced there. And... Uh, it was fantastic for me. This time was like a, almost like a new, bore, new birth for me. Um, the practices uh, I, I did with a lot of devotion. And after a while, funny enough, the same recognition appeared again that I felt like even in spite of all these beautiful inside experiences I have had now, every time I met other people, I still had the feeling that I couldn't meet them and that I didn't feel that they meet me. There was something that kept me disconnected, that kept me, kept me separate from them. So I became suspicious that maybe this kind of Indian way of how people approach spirituality also will not make me overcome that limitation. 
So it became clearer and clearer that obviously it was not about having certain experiences inside, may it be through music or may it be through spiritual practices, but it was more about that to overcome that sense of separation, that sense of not being fully connected. So uh, it brought me to the conclusion that the traditional Eastern way cannot be the solution, even though I bought myself a one-way ticket and I <laughs> never wanted to return. It's so what I did, in fact. I never wanted to return. I said, this is my life. I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life. I said goodbye to my, to my family at home before I left, and they were all sure I will never return. So after a while, when that became clear, I said, and I couldn't betray myself because it was so obvious. It was right in front of my face. I said, if this isn't the solution, then I have to stop this. I, I cannot go on. I cannot betray myself because that was not bringing that sense of oneness, that sense of connection that I was looking for. So I renounced the monastery, funny enough, before I renounced the world. Then I renounced the <laughs> monastery and uh, it brought me back. So I went back to, to Europe and I started to notice how much of stuff that I apparently left behind was still in me. Subtle sense of suffering that was just overlaid with a bunch of spiritual, very blissful experiences, but it was somehow overlaid. It was overwritten with these experiences. And underneath, I was still suffering. And I could feel how incomplete I was with people I left behind, my family, my parents. So I turned my attention more toward Western psychology. I thought, well, if this Eastern path is not going to bring me what I was looking for, maybe Western psychology is going to go, going to do it. So I started to slowly uh, turn to to the history that underwent in all my in all those years and studied myself in the light of Western psychology. And it was quite interesting to see that it touched a few places in my system where I noticed that I was. I was not fully in my body. I didn't feel fully alive. You could call it I was almost like a kind of frozenness in myself that was overwritten by experiences, by images, by external stimulation. So I felt alive. But when that became clear that the aliveness was coming from external stimulation and through practices, not through a sense of beingness, that became clear through this kind of work I did on the, in the realm of psychology – I started to explore quite deeply into the human nervous system and I could notice how deeply, deeply rooted patterns in our nervous system and our tissues have been ruling most of my journey actually. I, I wasn't absolutely not aware of this. I thought you leave the body behind and then you're just free. And uh, that was another big delusion. So I started to uh, explore this, uh, went quite deeply into this and after a few years where I felt like, aha, something's started to, I wouldn't call it wake up, but they started to be more clear, more obvious in my consciousness. Uh, I also noticed that um, even, the, even this has brought some ease into my system that this will not liberate me. Okay, so Western psychology itself brought itself to its own end. And then a big crisis started because I didn't know where to go anymore. You know, I went to the East became a monk, started the Eastern path to awakening, didn't, wasn't very, wasn't successful. Then I went to the West, started the Western uh, uh, possibilities. And I could also notice it brings you a step further, but it doesn't actually liberate you. And in that moment of not knowing where to go anymore, I, I was very desperate. I was basically finished with that whole thing. 
uh, I was very lucky to be introduced to a man that gave uh, satsang, that's what they call it in India, in, in my hometown Munich, you know, where my journey started. So I returned back to where it all began, and he came to this uh, to Munich and offered satsang, and uh, in that week when I met my wife, uh, he she she told me about him, so I went to the satsang, and I basically was following uh, her because she was interested and I hadn't had any interest in that stuff anymore. I was basically at the bottom and I gave up. I was deeply frustrated and uh, desperate about that whole journey. And I went to that satsang and without any agenda, with any expectation, I just wanted to, to do her favor. And in, the, in that satsang, something happened that I absolutely didn't know what it was about and I didn't know uh, how to call it, and I also wasn't expecting it. Later on, I would have called it a shift of attention and consciousness that came from watching that what happened in that event. I wasn't actually participating. I was basically the observer of that whole event. And uh, it was a, a stunning, absolutely surprising moment where I would describe as that I was suffering, and in the moment of that recognition, it was like a shift of attention from experiences to the awareness of uh, that experience. It felt like I was disappearing for fragments of a second and suddenly I reappeared or the sense of consciousness reappeared and everything that was around me was completely different than before in a fragment of a second. It was like a quantum leap. Florian, I'm, gonna have so to hold, I'm just going to hold you there because we're actually at our first break and this is a critical moment in the whole discussion and you've led us beautifully yes. to this moment. So we'll take the break and we'll return with this moment in a few moments. Okay. It's uh, been a time for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Just remind you to check out my own website, www.petertung.com. Loads of information there for you, meditations and newsletters, and also all of the archived radio shows. And also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com, uh, where we have our Ambassadors of Light program, and we have a class 
tomorrow evening, Thursday at 5.30, where I'll be talking about the solstice, uh, advent, and the Christmas period, and some great things that you can do to help you on your awakening journey during this uh, sacred time. I have with me today Florian Schlosser, and Florian was just giving us in the first segment uh, the lead-up to this sacred moment that he experienced uh, as his life unfolded. So, Florian, take us back into that moment. Yeah. So I was sitting in that event with uh, with my teacher, and uh, I was so surprised because I was so unbelievable, desperate, and unhappy. And in that moment when that shift of focus happened, it, and the disappearance of a sense of self that I would describe, I mean, I, suddenly I, I, there was a reappearance, and the whole universe, everything around me was completely different. I was, I was stunned about that the entire experience that had happened a minute or a second before was gone. And I felt like I, a tremendous relief of tension and, and, and stuff dropping from my nervous system. And I was looking over to my wife and I looked at her and I looked around and I could have been noticing the tears were, were just uh, going down my cheeks. And I thought, what is this? Because I had no idea about this because this is, was out of my normal frame of framework of experiences that I have had until now. And some of those experiences have been maybe called transcendental, but all of them, they, they didn't stay. They, they were fluctuating. So I was just there and I enjoyed the rest of the evening. I didn't pay much attention to what was going on because there was this recognition. And the stunning thing was that I didn't have any name for it. There was no reference point. I didn't have any experiences that I could refer to that, what has happened to that experience. So the, the evening went by. My wife and me, my later wife, at this time she was my new girlfriend, we, we left and I was just sharing this on, on while we were driving home that I said, what was this? You know, I, it's just everything was completely different. And I, it, as if the looking of the seeing and the recognition and the experience of now was happening not from the outside in, like not the observer of experience, but it happened from the inside out suddenly, as if the whole universe which suddenly appeared inside of me and I could notice and feel everything as my own experience. It was totally weird <laughs> and I didn't know anything to do with this. So eventually I went home, I went to bed and all I expected was somehow that this is going to finish because I had have had many experiences and I thought, well, this is this is another one and you just forget it. And I was surprised the next morning everything was exactly the same. And so it continued and I still didn't have an, had a name for it. I couldn't give it a description I, or a, a kind of label. And uh, I started to just live with this. So I went back to my practice and did my normal stuff. And I didn't even have the idea to go back to to, to Isaac to, to tell him because there was no interest in this. It was like every interest in enlightenment, in, in waking up, in psychology, in everything of this stuff dropped in one second. I didn't even have the idea to go back to ask for what was happening. So I was just basically dealing with everyday life. And so I, I started to get a sense of that life looked completely different from that inside-out experience. That's the way I would say my system suddenly could drink life and let it in. And um, it took about two, three months uh, to adjust to this kind of, it was a functioning and my functioning started to be different. I, I, I noticed that I was, I, that my whole system was functioning differently. So it took me two, three months and 
after those two, three months, I had this spontaneous idea to, to write an email to, to Isaac, to, to my, to my teacher later to, to share what was happening because I wanted to just know to get a reference point, to get some information, what was going on because I didn't know what it was. So, um, I sent that email. I didn't expect a reply. And in that email ex exchange, because she, he replied within 24 hours, things became a little clearer that what has happened. And I didn't, still haven't had a way to give it a name, but it, the, 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 op, the, the mechanics of it in a way became clearer to me. So I kept on going. I, I was clear that everything I did up to now, I needed to stop. I didn't know what my life will be about, but I was totally clear. Everything up to that moment was obsolete. It, it dropped from my system. There, it, I lost any interest in that stuff. So it was a kind of, let's call it honeymoon that I had with that, with that recognition, you could call it. And, um, funny enough, and now it's something very surprising happened that through that rewiring, through that recognition, I have been noticing that one thing that I was looking for still wasn't happening. I didn't feel connected. There was a moment of experiencing life differently, but the way I was with other people, the way I was particular with my partner was a little different than before, but I still had the feeling that we were not one. We didn't connect fully. It was almost like as if I were floating, I was above the whole thing and she was down there. So I felt like I was uh, that uh, experiences, that experience of, recognition kept my system out of the body. I was still disembodied. It was almost a little bit dissociated. So that was pretty, quite alarming. And But it, the only thing difference was that I was not fighting against it. There was suddenly a capacity to actually explore what happened in my system that kept that sense of separation alive. So I, at that that kept that sense of not being able to fully meet and being fully met alive. So the whole suffering that, that started my journey 25 years before started to become totally clear. And in that moment, it was clear that waking up, that was the term that was used later, was only the beginning of a very, very profound integration process of, of deep hurt and deep unconscious patterns in my system that actually prevented me from being completely at ease in the company of other people. So it took me actually almost 12 years after that recognition to integrate this into my daily life to finally make peace with the human experience, how I would call it. And that's what I actually also uh, share in the meetings and in the workshops and in the retreats. I'm not so much in describing my experience because it suggests that I have something that other people don't have. So you very, very rarely will hear me speaking about my experience. Florian, I'm really glad that you have because I know there are many of our listeners who are beginning to go through the sorts of experiences that you've described. So yes. to hear you speak this way and also continue to share as you will in a moment, uh, it will bring a lot of relief, I believe, to our listeners and, and an understanding that they've been groping in the dark for as well, this awareness, yes. this awakening that they're going through. So I really appreciate you, you sharing with us. Thank you very much. So in the last 12 years, in not 
actually clinging on to that because it was not my focus anymore. You know, being awake and all this rest, which was so like almost like a driving force in my life, started to shift from actually being more interested into very delicately exploring the subtleties in, in my own system, in the nervous system, that actually continuously generated a sense of not fully meeting, of disconnection, even knowing that it is there is not such a thing, the disconnection, even knowing and experiencing life already in the inside, there were in the moment when when I, my system touched other human beings, particular people that I really love and that I really care about, I could notice that subtle defenses and protection mechanisms were still playing out that kept me separate or that subjectively created a sense of separation in spite of the knowing that this separation is not existing. You know, that was totally clear. So it was like, like the, the conscious reality of, of consciousness being the only real reality underlaying all of existence. But in that consciousness, patterns played out that still kept the system separate in its experience. So it was like, it's, it felt like, like two realities happening simultaneously. And I've been noticing that that the driving energy that kept the system um, going was being able to meet. And then I started to share this in my meetings and in the way life has been unfolding over these years. And, and it became quite clear that this is what most people are looking for, that we never really learned in our life, not from our families, not in our teachers, not in the way spirituality has been introduced in us, to actually be able to be comfortable in our own body, and therefore also being comfortable in the company of everybody, of other bodies, of other human beings, that there was still a lot of fear and, and disintegration in, in, in my system. And just over the last 12 years, this started to be clearer and unfold and, and made peace with itself. And I would love to take maybe the next part of our conversation to actually explore this a little bit together with you so that people have not only hearing my story, but they also can play a little bit with, with this in their daily life and to, to see how things are moving for them uh, uh, and in their consciousness, if this would be of your interest. Florian, that would be absolutely perfect. Thank you. So, so and the way I like to explore this is to, to just um, invite people for maybe just taking a little moment now since, they, since I have been giving a little bit of information about myself and about the whole functioning as briefly as I could, just to take, so all the listeners out there, I don't know how many with this are right now, just take a moment and see if it's possible for you to just allow your attention to for one moment to drop inside and just noticing how it feels in your body. It's not focusing on a particular sensation. It's not using your willpower, but it's more like resting, letting the attention rest in the body and being aware if it's comfortable or if it feels like fear or it feels like tension. Just being aware of the, the way you embody. Just take a moment for this. Normally it takes two, three, four, five seconds. You can have a moment of stillness. being aware of it feels like effort or if it feels effortless. And at the same time as this is happening, you can just pay a moment of attention to the fact that you're already aware of this, that somehow there's an awareness of sensation. 
sensations, okay? Because this is actually everything we're dealing with. That there's an, there's consciousness here, awareness, that we actually don't know what it is. It is something that is prior to all the experiences. Some people call it awareness, but it's a word that we're using. But eventually we don't know what it is. We only know that it is. Can we agree, Peter? Yes, and actually, Florian, we're actually coming just up to our next break. So I think we perhaps need to break off and then okay. return back into this space on our return. Okay, great. Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Just before the break, Florian Schlosser was just taking us into a beautiful, peaceful, still place. And Florian, I'd love you to take us back there for the next little section of the show. Okay, wonderful. I will do so. Okay, so we were stopping by just clearing the basics for our further exploration. So what we have found out so far is that there's something here that we could call awareness. Okay, so that is aware of the experience of now. So Take a moment, again, addressing all the listeners out there. Just being aware of that there's something that is aware, okay? We don't know exactly what it is. We can give it the name awareness, but we own, but that's basically a label, but we don't know exactly what it is, but we know that it is. So something that is awake, that is prior to the experience of now. That is you. That is who you are, who you have ever been, and who you will always be. That that sees and notices and recognizes the experiences that is happening in itself. And all we have and all we're dealing with is sensations. So if we remove the entire labeling of the sensations that we're dealing with, like fear, the psychology, the, the psychological labels, also the spiritual labels, then all we're actually dealing with is a kind of sensation, sensations in the body like contractions and expansion, contraction and expansion. That's basically what we're dealing with. What troubles us is that we have a 
tremendous amount of interpretations about this. Like if you believe more in Western psychology, you will have a lot of psychological labels. If you have more Eastern uh, oriented uh, spirituality in your life, you will have labels that refer to this. But if we remove all the labels from this, then all we're dealing with is in life is that we are, there's awareness here and that awareness notices sensations showing up as contractions and expansions, a sense of, sense of expansion in our nervous system in the, in the human form. If we can stay with this, things will become much clearer that there is not such a thing that an individual that has experiences because the labels and the one who apparently has those experiences, they show up simultaneously. Yet, I don't want to go down that road because many people have spoken about it. I would like to give our exploration a little different focus that actually has been very helpful for me to actually integrate this core rudimentary recognition into daily life. And if this would be fine with you, Peter, we're going to go a slightly different focus than traditional non-dual teachings. Would that be fine with you? Absolutely. Please do. Okay, great. So eventually, in that, in that dance between consciousness and the experiencing and the experience that shows up in consciousness, which is the human experience. So the, 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 the body itself is an experience in consciousness. Can we agree? Yes. Take a moment. The human body that you call you, Peter, or that I call Florian, or whoever sits out there and calls it whatever name, the body itself is an experience in consciousness. A multi, we could call it a multi-sensoric, a multi-central experience. What we normally would do is in the moment discomfort shows up, that our focus of attention moves to the discomfort and builds up a very intimate relationship between an observer that watches an, an experience of discomfort. Can we agree with this? Mm-hmm. What happens in that relationship between consciousness which, that suddenly shows up at, as an observer and the object, which is an experience, we're creating a certain distance. We become the observer of our experience. What is mostly misinterpreted or not seen, that the simple fact of observing an experience is still a sense of separation. It still feels like two, like an observer looking at an object that is slightly separate from, from, from the observer. Can we agree? Absolutely. Okay, so that internal separation of an observer that looks at an object is the cause why people, why we on the wider, on a, on a, on the outset experience of life normally would not be able to fully meet other people because we are slightly observing people. We are slightly detaching ourselves, but specifically when our spiritual journey has been evolving a little bit, that we become the observer of life looking at external objects. That what what it's a very important period in our journey that I used to call disidentification. So if you look at how life functions, that that we we start our journey with a sense of identification that we are fully identified with our experience, and through our practices and through the journey that we most of us underwent, we come to a moment where we are realizing that none of the experiences that we have been thinking we are before, we are, we are not. We could call it we are completely disidentified from the experiences and the body. 
it feels like we become the observer of, of, of our own experiences. Can you relate to this? Absolutely, yes, indeed. Okay. And many people believe that this is the spiritual goal, to become the observer of experience. But that's not true. It's only half the way through. What happens in that moment of observing the experience is we are still two, and it remains a sense of almost like a kind of self-alienation. We are, we are looking at something that feels like it's not us. It feels separate from us. And many people get stopped there and, it, and start to hang out in a kind of sense of dissociation. It feels like we're dissociating from life. It feels like we almost have nothing to do with life anymore. And when you go further, which is like a very tricky thing because people are scared to, to somehow move back into the human experience. But what normally happens now is that from that place of recognition that we are not our experience, we are not our experience, but that doesn't mean we don't have experiences. So in the moment you realize that you have that distinction between being an experience and having experience, there's an opportunity showing up that we didn't have before that I would call we now can start reintegrating all the human experiences, but not as a sense of self or the sense of I, but now letting all the human experiences come home into consciousness. So the second part of our journey is actually a, a, par, a, 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 a part of that I like to call reintegration. Many people believe reintegration means re-identification, but that's not true. It is that you that that recognition of you you not being your experience, you being the the awareness in which experiences show up, now is the foundation of letting all human experiences, including the residue of suffering in the system, slowly come home. Like we integrating means letting it in, and in that integration, in that part of integration that is like the second part of most people's journey, we start to actually internally meet our own humanness fully. And that making peace with our human experience inside of us, not externally, begins to enable us to meet other people fully and being in peace in the company of other human beings, like to really feel comfortable being human. And that is, it's a quite, it's a quite astonishing journey, yet we have to leave all the spiritual stuff that we have accomplished over the years we have to leave it behind and to finally fully become human in a way or be human. Does it make sense what I'm saying? It makes total sense. And I, and I guess the, 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 uh, the, the real key question is how you, how you work with this, this new dance. Yeah. So to go back to the basics is, as you may remember, is that all we're having is, all we are is that awareness and all we have is the experience of now, 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 that shows up in our nervous system as contractions and expansion, right? That's what we're dealing with. So what I've been noticing over the years, what is very useful to invite people, and we can do this together now with the, with the, with, with the listeners, to again, to have a moment, to take a still moment, and to learn to rest as consciousness, okay, to rest into the body and into that place where we all know that there is already connection. 
And I would like to make a little distinction here between feeling connection, which maybe sometimes is, but very often is not, and knowing that connection. So I'm not speaking about looking for a feeling of connection now. I'm inviting people to rest into that knowing where you know there is already connection, okay? So just take a moment and we can do it together, Peter, you and me. Yes. And also just in inviting the readers. It takes just a few seconds to to find that place. It's not a location, but it's, I, I call it a place. It's human languaging, okay? So the invitation, once again, is to rest where you know there is already connection. And in the moment, after my invitation, just noticing how the energy in your nervous system moves. If it relaxes more, if subtle activity comes to rest, or if it causes more stress, just being aware how that invitation starts to unfold in your in the human nervous system. Resting, nothing to do, where you already know there is connection. Great. What do you notice? What are you noticing, Peter? When we're together, you know, you're on the other side of the, of the line. What are you noticing when we together start to rest into that place of connection where we know there is connection already? How, what, what, how would you describe? Well, for me, it's, uh, it definitely is a relaxing place and there's a sort of a, there's an energy almost like a buzz, but it's very, it's gentle. It's not, it's not excited. It's a very gentle feel. Yes and, yes, and I feel my body sort of um, so almost feels like it's adjusting. I guess is the best way for me yes, to explain. Yes, yeah, yes. And what what recently have been showing up, and this is like latest research from from the inside, if you like, is that what became very clear to me that a lot of activity that most people are still feeling inside, even though they know there's nothing to do and there's no one there who's doing everything, it feels like the system is still activated, that comes from trying to connect. That most of us, our nervous system is constantly trying to reach out, trying to connect with the outside, with the inside. It tries to connect with other human beings. It tries to connect with life itself. And that idea of connection is actually a, a, a misinterpretation because it is based on a default assumption that we can disconnect and that we can connect. That's the idea behind that we hear from spirituality, that we hear from psychology, that, such, that there is such a thing than disconnection, and therefore there's also such a thing than connection, right? It's like a default assumption we're all having. And that idea drives our system, our nervous system, constantly trying to make connection. So if you look into the way you operate, your system operates in the company of other people, or even if you're alone trying to catch up with life that happens around you, you will see that your system is constantly busy with trying to find out how to do that. Can we agree with this? I don't know. I have, it's very interesting how I have been exploring this inside my own system, how much unconscious activity the system is performing trying to connect. Florian, I, I do t totally understand, and we're actually coming up to our final break, so we'll, we'll leave that question for our listeners to, to think about over, over this short break. Okay, great. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation.
taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I'm... (laughs) Somewhat frustrated today and having to keep having the breaks when Florian's right in the beautiful, gentle flow. But Florian, before we go back into that flow, just give our listeners the information uh, for your website where they can connect with you if they wish to. Yes, I'll be happy to do so. So uh, if anybody wants to connect with me, for example, via email, my website is www.florianschlosser.com. And there you find, I will get a new website in a couple of weeks, so it's still my old website, so don't worry. It's called www.tatagata.de, which is like an old spiritual name that I have had, but I don't use it anymore. So don't worry, it's the same website. There you find my email address, and I'm very happy to to reply to your questions or to your sharings as much as I can. Sometimes it takes a little while, a few days, because I'm quite busy, but please be patient with me. So, Florian, please take us back into this this uh, really important basic idea of understanding we need to gather about connection. Okay. okay. So, so we we're talking about that that whatever we do is like an activity, like a constant activation in our nervous system that constantly tries to connect. It tries to find a way to connect, to feel connection. Okay, so I think that's the only force, the only driving force that lets people actually move on in life and going on a spiritual path. They, they We want to feel connected. We want to feel one. In the moment we feel connected, all it feels like if you look into your relationships or into your families or when you have a nice afternoon at the at the ocean, that moment of feeling fully connected with all of existence, with the person in front of you, let's, it's, so, it's so peaceful, it lets everything drop away. We could call that moment of connection that love can flow freely, where we feel like we're liberated of our sense of self because it is absorbed in, in the totality of now. It's just poetic ways to describe, but eventually it gets down to the sense of connection. The thing is that we are all operating on a default assumption that feels like we feel disconnected and sometimes we feel connected. So in, and as long as we're operating on that default inside-out, like this inside-outside-inside-outside connection-disconnection level, our system must continue trying to make connection. 
So the distinction between feeling connection and knowing that you are, that you are already connected, is a very powerful little distinction that has made a huge, huge, huge difference in my life. It sounds almost profane, and I'm not talking about this kind of spiritual sense of we're all one, it's all, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. This is new age stuff. What I'm talking about, your inner knowing that you're already connected in spite of not feeling connection all the time. So if we once again return to that place for one moment together, Peter, just yes, resting, resting, where you know there is connection. And then just, just being still for one moment and just tuning into the vibration of your nervous system in the body. Don't look into the mind or in the, into the emotional responses. It's more like into the buzz, into the habitual buzz that shows up in our nervous system. And what are we noticing? Just there's a, for me, like I can feel like a, more subtle flow of energy, and there's more space between us in which we can meet now. Because as long as we're busy trying to connect, what happens is that the space that is between us or between us and life is where actually life happens. It's not between two objects. It's the space between the two objects and where life happens that through this constant activation, the space is occupied with our doing, with with speaking, with with our uh, attempts trying to connect with all our tricks that we have accomplished. And funny enough, the more we activate it, the less space is that we can enjoy the connection that we're already having. And funny enough, it is not a doing. It is something that I was so surprised that all this effort in my life was completely in vain. It was, it was, it was not necessary, basically. So how how can we how can we describe that moment now where we together rest into that moment of into that place of connection where we already know there is connection how how can we describe this how would you describe this peter well it's interesting for me because having had this experience with you before i what i'm doing is dropping back into that same sensation yeah and how, could we, how would you describe that the sensation? I mean, I have a few simple words for this, but how would you how would you call it? Well, for me, it's 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 this dropping down into a very relaxed state. There is this sort of little body buzz going on. Yes. There's some unfocusing of the eyes. I, I find. Yes. Yes. And then it's a like little a, bit. Yes. Then it's a little bit of a almost like a little drop. It's like a sensation of dropping. It's very hard. Yes. To exactly a dropping. And funny enough, in that moment when we when we drop a little deeper, we can notice that. That it almost feels like that we're, 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 we're dissolving, we're moving out of the way and what can remain is like a space in which, I mean, I, I don't like to use that word very often, but in this moment I would call it there's, there's space for love to flow. And I don't mean the feeling of love, I don't mean romantic love, I, I mean the sense of, of really enjoying each other. To be comfortable with ourselves and being comfortable with the company of another human being, which is basically exactly, it's, it's who I am. It's like we, I, I can suddenly feel the other one as my own experience instead of trying to protect myself. So, so this, this, this place of resting where we know there is connection is like the foundation where, where we can notice that there's absolutely no necessity for us to protect and defend anything in us 
from from and that separates us from the recognition that what I am experiencing is exactly what is experienced in in all human beings. So this moment we could call love. Can we? We certainly can. Okay. And then there's in that moment when we connect, it's quite intense. It's quite deep. It's like something that we we feel quite raw and, and naked and and vulnerable. And our nervous system is not used to this functioning. So it's so in the moment we're really getting closer, we feel we feel we feel each other very intimately. So this is what I refer as love. But as our nervous system needs also breaks of of needing to rest from this intimacy, it's also good to to step back and to rest in consciousness without needing to even feel other people. So it's like there's a resting inside of recognizing life but not getting involved not even getting involved in the in this kind of play of intimacy and in in me that feels like it's like i'm free even of this so there's a, there's freedom when we rest as consciousness and there is love when we rest into this place of connection and i've been noticing over the years that these two kind of different organizations in our nervous system it's like a kind of dynamic in in the human system like a breathing in and breathing out it's like when we connect it feels so intimate it feels so sweet but also so so intense that after a while it feels like we need a little break of this to recover from from that intense experiencing together so that is like when we can rest again into consciousness let everything be it feels like i'm free again so in in the moment when we're free we it can easily feel a little disconnected and there's a natural energy in us to wanting to reconnect again so it's like when freedom is is when we when the system has enough have has enough had enough of feeling free and detached it naturally wants to return to connection again so it starts to connect again in the way we were describing and if this is also being satisfied it returns back to the state of freedom so in a way if we look into our life how it functions it's basically a kind of rhythm it's a kind of constant exchange between being on our own without any need to connect but if you have been alone for a while there's a natural tendency for you to connect with life again with other human beings and then we reconnect the way we have been describing and if this is satisfied we return back to the sense of being alone and these two forces i can beautifully see how they dance in my own nervous system ever since this moment 12 years ago and it just became quite clear that freedom is and love there's some they they just belong together they you cannot be free alone without having moments of wanting to connect and you cannot love without wanting to be free because if you love only you dissolve and you just lose yourself again in in all experiences so florian so we've actually we've actually come to the end of our time yeah. but you've just summed it up beautifully to finish thank you so much for your time today you've explained really difficult uh, ideas so well and i really really appreciate your time today thank you so much wonderful thank you very much it was like one exciting hour i hopefully i, I did my very best to squeeze oh, it all in you did a it wonderful was only job 15 minutes and uh, yeah. hopefully the people liked it and if people want to get back to me please feel free there's so much more to explore about it but um that's what we have today and i'm very happy that i could be on your show thanks so much florian so next week i have lynn mctaggart the field the intention experiment and now the bond who will be continuing in a similar vein to florian and talking about 
uh, her insights that have come to her in the last uh, few years. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Still check out CelticMysticalJourneys.com for our Egyptian tour coming up in February. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.